Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. It's my show. Hey. Put a little bit. I never get this line out the first time. It's not even good. Hey. Put a little Put a little bit more in there, cowboy. And the bulldog. What's your degree in? Kicking ass and taking names. <laughs> On WGR Sports Radio 550. Let's once again check in on the news from the NFL Combine and look ahead to the draft, which is end of April, but it's uh, never too far away, the NFL draft. Just nice to be living in a period of time here around the Bills where we're not talking about the draft in like October. Uh, you know, at least it, these days, at least it's waiting until the offseason, which is, I, I guess, good. On the Western Hotline, Mike Giardi of NFL Network. Mike, I'm Mike Shope. Thanks for jumping on here. Oh, thanks for having me. And isn't it great when you don't have to worry about your quarterback? Because, <laughs> you, you know, there was, a, there was a, an extensive period of time between, well, let's see, when Jim Kelly stepped away from football until Josh Allen, where you're in that market it's seemingly every year. 20-plus years, in fact, yes. And, um, you know, Mike, thinking about that, which I don't do often, but (laughs) we we lived it, and the Bills rarely took a shot at quarterback in those years. I mean, E.J. Manuel was – well, J.P. Lossman and E.J. Manuel were their their two – they had bled so, you know, they went other directions. But in terms of the first round, and in both cases, you know, not exactly the best prospect – at that time, but in those days in here, I was talking about drafting a quarterback in every round. I mean, only most, only part jokingly, just like, why not? What else is there? And um, yeah, it is nice to be on the other side. Yeah, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a proponent too. And like you say that, but like, I, I think if not every year, every other year, even when you have a guy, you should take a shot at someone. And obviously when you have a Josh Allen, you're talking about, you know, third day, but it's worth it because if you can draft and then develop a guy at the very least, the guy could be a cheap backup. And then who knows, maybe you do strike some kind of gold and end up with someone who's either a tradable asset that you, you could end up getting a, a day two pick or, you know, having maybe a first round pick. Sometimes those things happen. Green Bay did it for a bunch of years, you know, Brunel Hasselback, they were able to turn those guys behind what they already had into in the capital. So, you know, I, I, I still like the idea because, I mean, it's the most important position in the game. Last year was interesting when you had, like, Malik Willis. After Kenny Pickett, Willis, Matt Corral, Desmond Ritter, Sam Howell, these guys going rounds three and four. And that's a really tough spot, isn't it, Mike? Like, the, the investment is really not there. Like, think of Willis at this point. Man, a year ago at this time, he was, like, mocked really early in drafts or starting to be. But at this point, like, he gets ends up, losing his quote job to uh, like basically Dobbs was what just a journeyman free agent emergency with the season on the line 
And so, like, they really don't have the commitment to him. They probably don't have the patience to put him in and see what happens. It's a team that's been in the playoffs a lot. And, like, where does that leave a guy like that? You know, the organization is just kind of in between on him. I don't know. Like, I wonder if he'll ever be a starter. Yeah, I mean, he certainly didn't, you know, I mean, obviously the flashes of athleticism, there were a couple of throws that you said, whoa, you know, there's the on that we heard and, and we saw at various points in the workouts uh, coming out of Liberty, but it's just a long way to go in terms of playing the position at the NFL level. Um, and, yeah, now you you got a new GM in there. You know, they blew out John Robinson midway through the year. So, you know, is that Robinson's pick? I mean, Mike Vrabel has a lot of sway there, obviously, so I'm, I'm sure Mike was on board with it, but – now you saw it. Now is there any commitment to him organizationally? I, it, it doesn't feel that way. And, I, you know, there are some rumblings about what happens with Tannehill here, whether they try to trade him, whether they decide to just, you know, we're going to eat it, we're going we're gonna to cut him. Uh, I think the most logical thing is that he stays there unless someone blows them away with an offer, which I, I find hard to believe that someone would. Um, and then, yeah, what are you, where, where is Willis? It, you know, he could be one of those guys that – you know, next year at this time is looking at a different team, you know, and, mm-hmm. and we're talking about, well, maybe such and such a team can, can, you know, bring out the promise in this kid that we talked about two years ago. Really tough round for quarterbacks. You know, they just kind of have to hit it right away. He was never a guy who was going to, but like Russell Wilson shows up and he's undeniable, I guess. But most of these third round guys, like there's a reason why they, they fall anyway. You haven't given us your time here today for me to ask you 17 Malik Willis questions, Uh, I assume. Mike Giardi of NFL Network. While we're on quarterbacks, though, what do you like at the top? Saturday is the big day where some, not all, not Bryce Young, but some of the top guys are are going to show their stuff. I'm hearing a lot of excitement about Richardson uh, from Florida, Mike. What What do you see happening there? Well, so you're, and you know, being in Buffalo, you're getting the, and actually, there's been a couple guys now. Levis is being comp to to Josh. Like oh, I see some 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 of the similar traits, the ability to make play, the strong arm, all these sorts of things. And then when you look at Richardson, I think he was a 53% passer last year at Florida. Um, and Josh, obviously at Wyoming, was the numbers were kind of similar. So I think that's probably why you're getting some of that comp too. Um, look, he's he's a tremendous athlete. I mean, all you have to do is look at some of the highlights. You don't even have to go deep into it. Um, but it is the other stuff. It's the processing, um, and it's just the, the you know the overall feel for the game from a passing standpoint that he's going to have to develop at, and that's why it, he'd be one of those guys like you know the Pat Mahomes with Alex Smith ahead of him, and, and basically able to sit that entire year. Like that would be a great spot if Richardson ends up, you know, in a place where they say, hey, look we're not going to feel pressure to play you right away. You're going to sit there. You're going to learn. And when it's time, when, when we feel it's time, we'll give you the opportunity, but you're going to have to earn it. Right? So, you know, and now, you know, we went from three weeks ago, he was a second or third rounder to now people are like top 10, no question. Um, and that might put a little bit more pressure on him to develop maybe faster than you know, we were kind of thinking just a few weeks ago because of how fast this stock has risen. Do you like one of these guys like the most? I, I love Young, I mean, and I know like he's probably going to be the number one pick. He just has such an innate feel for the game. He he, while not having the the like the most ridiculous arm, the arm is plenty good enough, uh, and he has this that kind of quotient where it doesn't seem like anything phases him. He makes a bad throw. He didn't make too many of them or a bad play. And then 
he he has that ability to just sort of erase it and not let that one become two and two become four, you know, and so on and so forth. So I love that about him. The, the, the big fear there, obviously, is the size. I mean, if he was three inches taller and 20 pounds heavier, it's a no-brainer, and no one's questioning it, and we're probably talking about him in the same light that we talked about Trevor Lawrence a couple of years ago, and then before that, Andrew Luck, right? I mean, that was mm-hmm. kind of the gap between who we thought were the franchise quarterbacks, but he's not big, and I'm sure he'll weigh over 200 here, um, and he's not going to do anything else, um, but the can he keep that weight on? You know, is it get, or is he just pounding Pedialyte right now and until he gets on the scale and and eating Doritos and and whatever else? You know, just just sort of get him to that weight. I, that's a, I think as you know, like for all those guys, when you make this big push to gain weight, that's great. You get on the scale. How look at he's he's put on 15 pounds. He's put on 15 pounds of muscle, and then <laughs> he, you know midway through the season, you're like he's back down to 185. You know, like that's yeah. that's just the, that's the nature of the beast. So that's the thing that scares me. I think we've seen. You know, smaller quarterbacks have, you know, Kyler Murray's a phenomenal athlete, right? And he's thick, but he's had injury problems before, even before the, the blowing out the ACL, which was, you know, whatever, that's a freak thing, uh, non-contact. But him, uh, Baker, not a big guy, you know, Baker had one good year and then, you know, he's bounced around all over the place and clearly looks like he's a journeyman guy at this point. So I, I kind of have a fear of the smaller quarterbacks because otherwise, like I said, I think, he checks every other box. Mm-hmm. I can confirm that Doritos theory, by the way. You will put on weight. Also, turning 50 will do it. But yeah, think... uh, Yes, yes. <laughs> I, I, feel, I feel that pain, my friend. I don't think Bryce Young has to worry about that anytime soon. But so Do you have, like, if, if you're a Bryce Young fan, you or anybody, what do you want to have happen here with this draft for him? Like, Houston, I don't know. It's fluid, but Houston has not been really good at all like is that the organization for him or do you want Indy and its new coach or someone else like what should a Bryce Young fan be hoping for yeah I think if I'm if I'm in the Bryce Young camp I look at I look at Carolina with Frank Reich and the all-star staff that he's assembled and I look at Indianapolis because Steichen was part of the reason that and and Jalen's talked about it that he developed um, so I would feel if I was in his position, I would feel good about those two places just in terms of like, Hey, Frank played the position at the NFL level for a long time. Uh, and while he, they had a hard time finding a quarterback in Indianapolis, he does know the position. Well, I think that he, and clearly there's the, the resources that Carolina's put into their coaching staff tells you how serious the owner is about getting this right. Uh, and continuing to throw money at it until he gets it right. And, and, and you know, that's, I think that's important to know that you're going to have support of the organization, that we're going to do everything we can to be behind you. Um, yeah, I'd be a little bit leery of Houston, although, look, everybody you talk to, and I, I, I got some unsolicited things from people at the Combine about just how awesome they think D'Amico Ryan is. Okay. So maybe finally, you know, Houston got this right with their his, the third head coach in three years. Maybe Nick Casario and the ownership got this right, and they got someone that they can – they can build the foundation around, and this guy's the you know as everybody says, phenomenal leader, but also really good with X's and O's. So um, maybe the tide has turned. But if I'm him, I'm I'm thinking more about who's got the better offensive staff in place and and a system that's proven to work in the league. And to me, those are the two teams that jumped out. How do you feel about the Raiders for this with Josh McDaniels? And I mean, for now, they have some good skill position guys. I don't know how that, how that might change. It's also the possibility they go a different direction than quarterback. But um, would you like to see one of these guys end up there? 
I think it would be fun. I think, uh, you know, like I, I've come around on Levis. You know, he didn't really have a great year, but there was the, the toe problem, and I think it kind of threw his mechanics off a little bit. If you go back and look at the tape from two years ago and talk to the people that evaluated him then, they're like, that's the guy. Like, if that, I mean, in terms of like, that's the kind of player you're projecting. Like, the, two years ago, that performance would have got him in the top 10, you know, top 15. Um, and now, you know, it seems like you're starting to get momentum now because people have kind of gone back and looked at that. And, the, and the, you know, checking in up on his makeup and, and how they think he processes things. He would be an interesting guy for me in that system um, because he can he, – he is one of those guys that can make all the throws. Mm-hmm. Not to worry about his arm strength at all. That kid's got a freaking hose. Um, and so that would be an interesting combo. I just wonder, Vegas's problem wasn't really their offense. You know, they had some health issues there, and they didn't seem to get their three stud pass catchers on the field at the same time but their defense is awful. I mean, they're, they're legitimately looking at a, a team that could have nine new starters on defense next year. <laughs> um, so I wonder if they can just say, you know what, man, we kind of went in this year to do it with the, the Adams trade and signing Chandler Jones, but it, it, we, we couldn't cash in on that. And now, hey, tell the owner, look, you saw our defense. We can get competent quarterback play from Jared Stidham, bring in another guy, Jacoby Brissett, Jimmy Garoppolo on short money for one year or whatever, build up the defense and then go find the quarterback, you know, if we get to that point. Yeah, good point. I was thinking about this earlier, responding to a tweet about Derek Carr, Mike. Like, you know, um, say what you want about him, but the Raiders in his entire career never had a defense that ranked above 20th in points allowed. Like, Isn't that crazy? And, you know, Brady always has that, at least, you know, just yeah. the, the differences there. I'd like to see what he can do on a team in terms of winning, because that's, what, that's what's held against him is, I mean, I've had two guests this week point to his win-loss record. Like, I don't know. Like, he's not my favorite, but he's had a little bit of a disadvantage there. With Mike Giardi of NFL Network, I'm Mike Shope. Let's get to the Bills here, Mike, before uh, we run out of time. Like, they're at 27 Mm-hmm. Um, there could be some free agent departures here that have yet to be made official. What do you like for them with the you know the balance of the draft in mind and just what you think they might need the most? So I keep coming back to, and it's something that was said in the immediate aftermath of of the playoff loss. It was said when Brandon spoke, whether that was, I forget, the day after, two days after, whenever that was. And then once again, sort of reiterated just a couple days ago by Brandon, that they looked at that Cincinnati game and said, we got worked on the offensive line and we got worked on the defensive line. So to me, I I know there's a cry for another pass catcher and, um, you know, give Josh more weapons, that sort of thing. But to me, I think you saw some erosion of trust from Josh with some of the group on the offensive line. And I, I don't say that like bad teammate. I'm just like, you know, he, I think you saw in the second half of the year, he would see a flash of color and he would go. Mm-hmm. And I think in the first half of the year, not that he's not going to do that. Cause obviously he, the man has got ridiculous skills and you don't want to take some of that out of him. But I think in the first part of the year, there was more comfort in how the line was playing and he was able to sit back there process and do, do the things that he probably doesn't get enough credit for, which is his brain and how he, he, he sees the field. Um, and so to me, I just look at that. That's your biggest investment. He's the thing that makes you go. And, you know, I, I know you have four of the five starters under contract. You know, Saffold's the only one who's headed to free agency. Um, and I thought he sort of salvaged his season late in the year. I didn't think he was very good for much of it. But the last part of the year, 
sort of looked, I don't I want to say like the old Roger Saffold, but it was a much better version than what they had been getting. But between that position and, and what you got from Spencer Brown, I feel like you could probably do something there. Again, depending on who they like. Do they like somebody that's that falls into that area? It's not it's not an awesome draft for tackles. And as usual, there's different opinions. Like some people will tell you the kid from Northwestern is the best one, and he's a surefire left tackle for the next 10 years. And then some people will tell you he's a guard. <laughs> He'll be a really good guard, but he's not a tackle. I think the Syracuse kid, you're getting some of the same thing. You know, he was rumored to be first round. Now I'm hearing, you know, second day stuff. Um, maybe he's a guy that they look at and say, well, if we could get him in the second round, you know, we could do something else in the first round. But I just, I, I would, I would focus my energy on protecting Josh uh, as best I could. And then, you know, we'll figure out the rest. How do you feel Mike about weapons as well with their offense? So I'll tell you for myself, I have been hoping the Bills would have drafted a wide receiver for like two or three years. They've been drafting defensive line with most of their premium picks and I can I can name names, so could you. Think of guys even round two. Last year I would give them a pass because six went before them in the first round, and then even like George Pickens, Sky Moore went in front of them in round two. Okay, it happens. This year, though, you d- there's definitely names in round two also. And then there's running back, and that's not my style here. Like We've seen how the NFL has shifted in terms of that. But if the Bills were, say, not enamored of the line choices – at 27, wide receiver, even running back, dare I bring it up, what uh, what might you recommend? Well, so I'm I'm a uh, – I don't know if I'm the, the, the driving the bus of the James Cook fan club, but I am definitely a believer in that player. Okay. And I understand, you know, there's still some question because we didn't see – you know, he, he, he wasn't carrying the ball 20 times a game, so you're, you're wondering, well, yeah, can he be – not that there's bell cows anymore or not too many of them in the league, but can he be that guy? I just feel like – I want playmakers out in the field, and he can. he's a playmaker, whether it's as a receiver or however many runs the game you're going to give him, he has the potential to pop one or, or make a couple nice plays off of it. Um, so I want him on the field. I want him on the field more if I'm them. And I think you, you, know, you keep hearing from Sean, and it's sort of been a theme, but it was a theme in the last year of Dayball, like we got to get back to running the football a little bit more. And he said it again this week. He definitely wants that to be part of their identity. I don't know that I would go that far when Josh is my guy, but you do want to have a competent run game, and I think they could do that with James and whatever. Fill in the blank, one-year veteran stopgap running back. Um, So then, yeah, you turn to receiver. I think maybe last year, because of how Gabe finished the year, and I know catching four touchdown passes – whatever, but Mm -hmm. because of Gabe's work ethic and everything, maybe there was a belief that he was going to take a bigger step. And I, I kind of felt that way too. Um, And then the high ankle sprain happens. And then there's some inconsistent inconsistencies catching the football. I think I would look at him and I would look at Shakir who I love. I was a big proponent of him coming out of the draft and stunned that he ended up in the fifth round. I think if you can get a healthy Gabe with another year under his belt, and now you have a second year of Shakir and a little bit more trust built with the quarterback, that you might be okay there. I mean, would I still look to add? Yes, because I think the slot is still a, you know, you still want uh, at least a veteran presence there. And whether that means running back Cole, I don't don't know. I don't, I mean, that's not the, that's not going to save you, but I think they need more of a consistent answer from that position. But I'm not, I'm, I guess I'm less hung up on it than others just because I still think there's youth at that position 
with some high ceiling, and we haven't seen it consistently. But again, we're entering year what year three of Gabe and year two of of Shakir. So that that gives me some hope that internally you have the options already available to you. I like it. Really good uh, analysis, Mike. Thank you for your time today. Hope we talk again. Absolutely, anytime. All right, cool. Mike Giardi, NFL Network at Mike Giardi on Twitter. There it is again. Like He sounds really sharp to me. I don't know that we've spoken before, but how do you like that argument for offensive line versus the skills, especially receiver, because you know how I feel about running back. I don't love James Cook like that, but I'm not drafting a running back. Um, wide receiver, though, interesting. Like He's pretty pretty firm. I like what they have. Free agency is really, uh, I mean, at the top anyway, top end, pretty rough at receiver. The Bills have cap issues already. There are some interesting, we've talked about this quite a lot. If you listen all the time, you know these names, like Paris Campbell, maybe Darius Slayton, um, others like that are down the list in terms of what they should cost at receiver. Maybe there's some sort of supplement to what they have there. I just don't want to see them get stuck, you know, going into their past again like last year. I mean, you knew they were desperate. I don't blame them for trying. Didn't really work out. What now? Let's let's see a new uh, a new toy, if you will. That's almost like demeaning to it. It's more important. You know, you can live without toys. You need some speed, a weapon. Weapons are what we want to call it. That's what I want anyway. But the offensive line take there from Mike Giardi uh, is pretty strong. There, I, I'm saying it though, like I've got my hands up right now in this position. Like I feel like I'm being talked out of wide receiver here. I felt like at the beginning of the offseason, after they lost, finally they're going to know that they need this. And with what the draft looks like, and maybe with these other points, they're good points, I don't know. Maybe not. 803-0550 for your calls. Now's a great time for you to call in if that's what you want to do. 5 o'clock, more from the Combine. Connor Rogers will join. 6 o'clock, Sabres pregame, Buffalo at Boston. Trade deadline is tomorrow. Coverage of the deadline and the Combine brought to you by Outlet Liquor, George Urban Boulevard in Depew, your place to buy a case, Outlet Liquor, and outletliquor.com. This is Mike Shope on WGR. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. 
Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. 